This is Living in the Past, and we have a non-Ben episode today. <laughs> I, have, I have another guest. I have other friends. Um, today, I've got artist, illustrator, radio host, podcast host, bassist. Hmm. Have I got anything out? Have I left anything out? Uh, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> Casey coming. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Ah, oh, it's good to have a guest. That's yeah. not... That's not... basically the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you been? Yeah, good. Yeah? Yeah, keeping an eye on uh, American news, even though I don't live in America, <laughs> just because. It's quite good. It's like, yeah, um, and like, I was like, I was, a couple of episodes ago, I'm like, oh, we shouldn't date the podcast. Well, let's just date it. It's fine. It's like after the election and we're all very happy about what's going on, mm. um, kind of. Um, <laughs> but it's also a very weird time to be living in. Um, I did feel like the Ewoks at the end of Return of the Jedi when like <laughs> when, by, when the news came through. I was just like, yup, 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 yup. You're not a Star Wars fan, are you? Like, you know, I be... am, but not like the super old school. Like, I don't know the old trilogy you as like well the prequels, as i like you? the prequels yeah. i'm so getting you in for in a few seasons time of the 1999 we'll do uh, uh episode one we'll do a big big deep dive yep <laughs> <laughs> um we start every show off with um a thing called living in the now so let's do living in the now okay so this is a section where we talk about like what we're listening to reading listening watching what are you doing at the moment? What are you, what are you listening to? I, well, I've been reading a book. I've got a really morbid curiosity. So <laughs> I've been reading a book about the Jaden Lasky murder. Okay. Um, which is really... Is that... So that was um in Victoria? Is yeah, that... in Victoria in the 90s where a woman's sort of partner slash friend um, used to look after her... I think he was like probably about 18 months old. I remember this, yeah. And then she went out one night, he was looking after her, and then he, it appears that he's staged some sort of, you know, break in and the child's gone missing. Um, the body did turn up in later. The in Yeah, in the water. Man, um, no like... one was ever charged with that, but the evidence really strongly points to that one particular guy, um, which is sad because of the du- double jeopardy law. They can't. I remember put... this now. Yeah, yeah, this is all coming back to me, yeah. It's really, uh, I don't know. It's the kind of weird stuff I like to I, look, read about. <laughs> I used to like I, my bookshelves over there. It's not as check as it used to be. Like I used to have like the Beaumont Children book and like mm, uh, yep. the Family Murders and all that stuff. Like I was like right into true crime. And then I think it just broke me after. A while. Yeah, <laughs> I started listening to Case File and Case. Yeah, I'm an obsessive Case File listener. I just recently re-listened to the Port Arthur episode because mm. I think that's coming up soon for for this one. Like, I mean, I'm going to cover it. Like, it's and I, oh no, I was listening to another podcast that was about the um, Columbine, and it was just like I thought that maybe Case Fall had done it on that, and then I was like, oh no, they did pull off though. So mm. yeah, Columbine that for some reason really resonated with me. I think it happened when I was in year twelve, and it just for some reason like I think I st- I had like the front page of the paper from it still like yeah you know, i found it like ages ago in my collections and stuff. but sometimes yeah. something strikes you like that because it's something that's you've never seen before and it, you struggle to understand something like that because yeah. I, no one had ever done anything like that before no it was like it was it was one of the first major school shootings and then sadly uh, it's all too common now but well yeah and then it's also like um and then bowling for columbine came out mm. 
And also, remember how it was all about how goth kids were being picked on and all this stuff? But then you found out that the people who did the shooting were actually, they were bullies. Yeah. And it's like, I would, like that blew my mind. So like, you know, I only found out about this like a few years ago, but like, I was like, I always thought that they were like the bullied ones and they were like shooting back, but like they were actually the ones. They were pretty nasty. And they weren't even the trench coat mafia. Like apparently that was like a completely separate group in the school. Mm. It was like, man, it's just so many little facets out of that one major incident. But Yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing I've been into is I've been listening to Reply All. Or I was listening to that on the oh, way here. Yeah, yeah. And a new thing that I've discovered, which is like this weird documentary chronicle series, but there's a podcast about it as well, about a guy called Chris Chan, Chris Chandler. Okay. And he was this really overly documented on the internet, high functioning autistic guy who created Sonichu, which is a Sonic and Pikachu hybrid, and would write his own comics. Okay. But then he had this, like, super public um, hunt for a boyfriend-free girl in his hometown, and he'd walk around the mall with a sign, and he'd do all sorts of weird things. He put a big banner up in his um, community college and ended up getting expelled from it. Okay. So then he would go on these big rants on um, the internet, and then he entered some Parappa the Rapper contest and didn't win, and he, like, put all, up all these hate videos on the guy that won, and he was, oh, like... Oh, wow. He was just this crazy, crazy, like... Chris Chan. Chris Chan, yeah. Okay, I'm looking and, that up. He his life has been chronicled on the internet for so like for so much of his life. Still okay. to, but there's like forty odd episodes of this thing. I'm only up to like number five, <laughs> so like, I'm a bit worried about what what, what else he gets up you to. You like but... a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So Chris Chan. All right, I've written that down. It's just a glimpse into like just how other people think, and it's really interesting and strange. I've been watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too, but yeah. <laughs> oh man, I feel so like underprepared now. <laughs> no, uh, we it's, talk- I just like to be overly stimulated, which is probably just a, the way I am. But yeah, look, um, I yeah, I think I go through through phases that I, I get like super obsessive about stuff, and I've talked about it before, like especially with bands and stuff. Like I'll go, I won't just get like one album. I'll find a band and like back when I was like collecting CDs, I'd like then go get the entire like I was like a complete mm. CD that sort of thing. It's just like, man. Well, I love getting like, you know, um, autobiographies of musicians and then listening to their albums as they go through that part of the... That's amazing. Yeah. That should be a podcast. Put that one, put a pin in that one. Pin in that, (laughs) (laughs) So I've been looking looking for a different one. One of my favorite ones was Duff McKagan from Mm -hmm. the... I found out that he was like... Guns um, Roses. Yeah, and like he's like, you know, he got to the point where his liver was going to like explode basically. And then um, he got... Uh, the guys from Presidents of the United States of America are like apparently geniuses and helping him like what? pass college. And I'm like, that's the biggest takeaway I've got from that book. That's hilarious. They're geniuses. It sounds like the plot to Road Trip. <laughs> <laughs> but then of course, yeah, because they, they made like um, basses with two strings on it sound good. Remember like their instruments when he had like... Did they? Yeah, like they had... um. One of them was a bass that he put guitar strings on and the other one put like the, the other way around, but it's only he only had like... Two or three strings. There was only, there was no more. 
It was really weird. Well, as a bass player myself, you probably only need two shifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. I mean, once you start going down to those thin ones, you don't need that anymore. Someone once made a joke where it's like what guitarists are thinking and it's like, you know, G minor and, you know, A7 and all this blah. And what bass players are thinking is like three, 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 five, 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 five. Yeah. Hammer on, hammer on, hammer yeah. on. <laughs> open, open, open. Yeah. I, um... Did you study music? Yes. At yeah. TAFE? At TAFE. Salisbury at the same, oh, same as mine. So, yeah. yeah. Um, when I... So, I went to get into Cert 4. Did you get Cert 4? Mm-hmm. So, I didn't get into Cert 4 because I still can't get the... They said, like, play like a pentatonic scale. And I'm like, if you... A if what you, now? <laughs> if you play one, I can then work it out. Because I can play by ear really, yep. really well. But, like, I can't, like, just, like... If you say pentatonic scale, I'm like, well, I don't know. So, I didn't get into it because I can play by ear and I can play by tab, but like I can't read music. I played by ear so well that it I was up to diploma. Wow. And they still hadn't figured out that I couldn't read music. Really? I was just playing it by ear, yeah. You're like um, Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> like my bass teacher used to play me an exercise and I'd watch and listen to it and then play it. Right. And I wasn't reading it. Wow, and so you just you were just oh man, that's so cool. Mm. Luck- luckily <laughs> for me, like the first song that they pulled out in our ensemble band was a Beatles song. Okay, Love Me Do, oh, yeah. and I was like, I just knew it already, like, and I knew how it sounded enough to know the little tiny intricacies of the song. Because and- if you're a bass player, like you like you listen for that stuff, like like mm. you because you want to hear the like all bass players want to do is get heard. Yeah. So when they, yeah, 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 yeah. So when, when they listen to other people's songs, it's like I can hear the bass on that. As soon as there's like some sort of like do 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 do, you just do that real loud, and you're like, yeah, that's my bit. We, we had to do, uh, and I hate that song, and I apologize if you like it. Um, Money by Pink, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, yeah. And uh, that bass line still like because it's it's got a, it's a weird timing. If I hear that in like a, I heard it in like a shopping center, it's still like, because we had to do it over and over again. Oh, like, yeah. That was our performance piece for my band. Any like, song that you've done at TAFE or that another group did that you had to listen to in like concert prac, yeah. you never unhear. There was this, <laughs> there was this other group that did um, Interstate Love Song by Stone Tower Pilots. Oh no. But the, the lead singer was a female and she had like a real like, <laughs> and, <she's> like <laughs> and I look at, every time I hear that song now, I was like, wait up. And I was like, um. That's oh. plush? No, that's, that's plush. Um, it's, uh, it's the one I was like, um. But she like really like sort of like put it in like, I'm like, you don't need to do that. Oh no. Alright, we'll get <laughs> this is the nineteen nineties. <laughs> so we're gonna go into the events now. So here's the events for March nineteen ninety. Alright, so there was an election in Australia. Mm-hmm. And the good guys were, <laughs> were Bob. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, looking back into 1990s um, politics and stuff like that, it was like, I, was, I didn't like, I never, I've never liked the conservative or liberal, but like, they weren't as, I didn't have a, such a strong feeling as I'm yeah, like no, now. Well, like, our economy was stronger. Businesses were Australian owned. People yeah. could afford houses, you know, like, it was a different time. It was. Yeah. And it was just like, I, and, Obviously, like, I'm, I've always been, like, Labour, like, most of my voting life sort of thing. So, I was like... But, yeah, like, I looked at John Hewson, like, the the Liberal... Um, I was like, oh, I don't feel any sort of strong feelings. But now, like, if you look at, like, Tony Abbott and you just get that mm. guttural, like, ugh. 
Even people look back on John Howard and really hate him, but sort of like he kind of really did a good job technically. Look at the like firearms reforms and lots of stuff. Mm. I mean, like you know, you you could essentially say, and I hate to say it, that like he's pretty saved countless lives in Australia. (laughs) But that Um, was at a time where the, the economy was so strong and solid that you couldn't have really failed it. Do you know? Like, yeah. It was yeah. different. We, apparently, when I was, I was playing, I helped out a band playing guitar last year, the year before, and we were staying, we were playing this punk band, and they lived, like, on the other side of Sydney Harbour, this is in Sydney, like, they lived on the other side of Sydney Harbour Bridge, like, in the area that John Howard lived in. I'm like, you're what? a punk band. And they're like, yeah, apparently, like, they, 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 they were renting this place that was, um... Yeah, John Howard, he's this big skinhead. He's a massive Gigi Allen fan. It was $1,700 a week. What? And I said, like, that's like... A month's um, Yeah, like mortgage and all that stuff. Mortgage, yeah. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, and then like, yeah, like the other day we were were going out for coffee and we saw John Howard. I'm like, this is a very weird situation. Punk's really sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Well and truly, I'm sold out. Um, We also had... uh, Well, this is at the start of the recession that we had to have, but then it wasn't... Um, I remember that Paul Keating said that, and there was like a little lot of hate towards him as well. Like I just remember, all this remem- reminds me of just being at family get-togethers and hearing my parents say words that I remember about politics, but then mm. I'm, I'm not really understanding what it is like. So I remember this era of politics a lot just through like fast forward. Yes. And like a lot of the Bob Hawke jokes where he was like, he cheated on his wife, Hazel, with that chick Blanche or whatever, yeah, or maybe yeah, the other yeah. way around, and they'd just make all these... Yeah, uh, I remember that more than actually what it was really about. <laughs> I did, I no doubt. Like uh, that's like most Australian celebrities. I I think of them first, and then the very quickly second is like their um, parody on mm. the fast forward or the late show. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I hate Steve Arzard, he did a really good Darren Hinge. So. He did actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that he had a uh, late night talk show for two years. He did. It was not very funny at all. Every night. Tonight with Steve Vizard. I can't, because I was like, I thought it was like the rove thing, or remember, don't forget your toothbrush. Yeah. Which I really like. <laughs> um, I might not lock it, like it on second. <laughs> I haven't revisited it I haven't re-seen it since back then. Um, but yeah, like I thought it was like a rove thing where it was like uh, just once a week, but it was every night. Steve Vizard every night. That's, his material is watery at best. Yeah. Let alone every night. He's Come like a watered on. down Chevy Chase, which is already like heavily watered down. <laughs> <laughs> We also, we had the uh, the bushfires in the Adelaide Hills, so they're affecting like, our region around here. Um, and then we also had, uh, touching on true crime again, we had the, the granny killer, John Wayne Glover, was arrested on Sydney's North Shore. So... As soon as you hear John Wayne Gert, you think oh. you're going to hear Gacy? <laughs> <laughs> um, my other, um, Ben, the co-host of the show, like his name is... Um, Ben Charles Thompson Ray, I said, you've got a fucking serial killer's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the moment I found out that, I was like, if you refer to yourself by three names, either you're a child star of the 90s or you're a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, mm-hmm. serial killer <laughs> or child <Maybe>. star. Maybe. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I remember like when we... Uh, watching Foxtel on those true crime shows that they had Australia, like they always mentioned the granny killer, um, which is like a pretty heinous case. And it was just, um, I think he had like about a year he was on, on the loose sort of thing. But yeah, um, major get for the uh, for the police with that. So yeah. Did you have anything else in events that I might have um, missed? I missed stuff. What did I have? I've mostly got music and film All right, things. Well, let's get on to film. 
because that's always the that's always the, the piece to resemble of these. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here's film. That's what we do. Oh, hunt for red October time. <laughs> <laughs> so like so each month um I was like trying to watch like a each bunch. Each month you watch Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's it's referenced a lot on our other podcast. It Stacey is. <laughs> <laughs> the Dad for the Noon film. The Dad for Noon, yeah. Um, I so for all these episodes, I tried to watch at least two to three of the movies that we'll be covering, and I had no problem watching Hunt for October this time. <laughs> <laughs> His hairpiece in Hunt for October, which I believe was twenty grand. What? Um, and it's great. It's like uh, it's got like a bit of a, it's spiky. It's really good. I'll get you a picture. Go okay, show, yeah. Show us what, you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what movies did you... Uh, what movies were there? Well, there was um, a couple of good ones that got released on home video this month. This is a, this is an area that I did, like, I was trying to cover every single base, and I forgot, and when you finished the through, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot the <laughs> video release. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me what hang out, um, hang out on home So, video. The Phantom of the Opera, the new and the old one, both came out on video for, you know, anyone who's... You know, maybe into that sort of thing. Are you thing. a musical nerd? Is that you like new musicals or? Nah. Nah. Okay. Cool. Not heaps. Um, Field of Dreams. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> oh man, I, I might even have it here. Um, Little Monsters, which I feel like I need to rewatch, is one of my like terrible shit movies that yeah. I love. <laughs> um, Millennium. Millennium. Yeah, super nineties. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and ah. Dead Poets Society. All came out. My captain, my captain. Mm-hmm. Oh my! That is a hairpiece and a heart. That is. They really styled that up. That's like twenty grand's worth of. That's, you know, when they. I don't know if that should have been twenty grand, but you know, it's. <laughs> it's lush. It's his last moment between I'm young and old man Connery. Oh yeah. Mm. Um. There's a part in that film that's where. That's the Venn diagram. <laughs> that wig. <laughs> <laughs> there's a part in that film where they suddenly stop speaking Russian. It's about 10 minutes in, and I'm mm. like, it's the choice of the director is like, we can't do the whole thing in Russian. Yeah. We can't have Sean Connery. And Sean Connery's like, I will um, I will learn this many words in Russian, then you have to cut it. <laughs> and it's just weird. It's just like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're talking English now, and that's like... But like, yeah, he plays a Russian in the movie. Weird. Um, the he accent. Says, he said, yeah. no, he says three words at the start. He's like, in Russian, he's like, nyet. I'm like... <laughs> kind of russiany but yeah <laughs> they didn't give him any shh words in uh russian uh, otherwise it would just the scottish would just come out yeah r.i.p r.i.p sean. sean i look i know that it was it's it's sad but like he was 93 like yeah, everyone oh, was yeah. everyone was it's very shocked and i'm go, just yeah. like but <laughs> I'm then surprised he was still going well then i was also reminded that to a lot of um older men that was like their symbol of uh of a movie star like they're like yeah. yeah like so i think like him dying was a huge thing to a lot of like mid 40s 50s <laughs> they're like oh mortality is close yeah. sean connery has He's, died now. he was a man's man <laughs> he is a man's man yeah uh we what also else came had, out um oh one of my favorites pretty woman I watched this completely for the first time Friday night. Yeah. I have some questions. I have a lot of questions, but I love it anyway. But the way that she's like, you know, her friend made it seem so glamorous. And so she started, you know, working. And working. I'm like, how did she make it seem glamorous? Are you I serious? Yes. If it's the same friend that's in the film. Yeah, Maya from Just Shoot Me. Yeah, Kit. 
I think it's Kit, yeah, yeah. yeah um, yeah, like. I'm not sure that she like she was not terribly eloquent in the film, so she's <laughs> <laughs> like building this up. <laughs> but uh, it's just so like try. I'm I can't watch uh, George Costanza again. Oh yeah, he, he is, is in that. Horrible. Yeah, he's horrible. And he like the I've talked about this before in the other podcast too. Like it's the difference between a horrible act, a, a horrible character, and then an actor who com- it comes so easily for. And I feel like yeah. he's like a. James Woodsy, like this is not push. This is not pushing your limits too much. Like you can do You're this pretty easily. You're a bit too comfortable to fit yeah. into that. Same as um, Shallow Hell. He's that same character in that as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if anything, George Costanza's the lesser of a lot of these yeah, other the roles. Nicer I'm ones. like, and, and that's saying a whole lot. <laughs> we had also uh, Joe versus Volcano. Uh, I watched this one a few years ago, and it's it's. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's. I would say watch it once and then throw it into the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> into um, the volcano from uh, which it came. We had there was two uh, two movies that came out about um, like Cuban ballroom dancing, like the Lombarda. Oh, Lombarda, yeah. There's one called Forbidden Dance and one called Lombarda. I'm like, that's fucking weird, isn't it? It's like that is a bit. It's like a lower lower. <laughs> Lower tier, deep impact Armageddon thing. Like, mm. yeah, two movies about the same thing. Except oh, it's I just see. About, it's just yeah. about the dance. It's like, apparently everyone was into the Lombard at that stage. Or like um, Strictly Ballroom, like, you know. Oh, yeah, Strictly Ballroom. Oh, what kind is of that? on the cusp of that yeah. somewhere. Paul, Paul McCurio. Uh, Lord of the Flies, which... Um, it's an amazing movie. I had to watch it for school and it triggers me because I cried and I was the only one in the class oh, that cried. really? Yeah. How can you not cry in that movie? Boy school, no, but else. like, that was a horrible movie. Oh, yeah. It's... When it's they bad. smash that kid's glasses in. Oh, yeah. Aww. Yeah, piggy. <laughs> I think I might uh, have attached link to... <laughs> piggy might have been uh, a bit too close to home for me. <laughs> um, I caught it a bit. They were watch- they were playing it on um, SBS or something recently and I-, I couldn't watch it. I was like, oh. Because like, it was just before Piggy, I think. Died. Oh. I'm like, I can't watch that. It's one of those movies that you only need to see once or twice in your life, kind of like The Colour Purple or something. Like, you yeah. remember it so much and it's so. I still has haven't such seen it. I haven't either. We should watch that again. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> Next one night, you get the bruise and uh, <laughs> we'll watch your list together. Ooh. Is there a drinking game? Um, <laughs> no. I don't want to even say what that drinking no. game contained. <laughs> Uh, Nuns on the Run, which I remember oh, my yeah. dad watched, and I remember like <laughs> I liked because it showed full female frontal nudity. I for remember the first time. same. I remember my dad liking that movie. I remember liking it when I was younger for the same reason. <laughs> um, like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, thinking back to it now, it's probably not really that funny. It's a like post Benny Hill style. Oh, it's comedy. It's, it's very British. <laughs> it's just yeah. Uh, the Turtles. Turtles. So then um, when we talked about in a couple of episodes ago that the cartoon just started playing in Australia, even though overseas has been playing since 87, but I think it was to tie in with that sweet Turtles cash-in of the movie. Um, I remember seeing it in the cinemas and loving it. Yeah, I remember seeing it on a video at home with my cousin, but we were like mad into Turtles because that was just like the cool thing. Yeah. Like, you know, there are fads. That go through like you know Pokemon's cool or whatever's cool now, but I miss the whole Pokemon thing, mm. and um, I think yeah, I think I would have been obsessive with it though. So what are your kids good. into now? Like what's the what's the cool thing? Uh, Minecraft. 
Oh yeah. It's just a big thing. It's just and like that's something I can sort of I I play it with them so I can relate. I can see why. Um, I'm glad they're not into Fortnite, but that could be coming soon. Mm. A lot of parents won't let their kids play Fortnite. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things. Like, a lot of other kids, a lot of the cool kids at school, I think, play it. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm stuck between like, do I let my kid just be the popular kids, or do I actually care about what he's doing? (laughs) My my mum never let me do so many cool things. Like, I was never allowed to play Sonic the Hedgehog. I wasn't allowed to watch South like, Park or well, South Ren Park and Stimpy. Was the Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, apparently, the flashing lights could give epileptic oh. responses. Um, Did you? Have, not that uh, I had epilepsy, <laughs> but I think Mum just didn't want to even attempt. You can't to, watch the Sonics. Yeah, so you know there were some things that I was like not the cool kid, but I turned out fine. I was not the cool kid by virtue of the fact that uh, I was made to wear skivvies. Um, yeah, me too. I was made to wear Skinny gang. <laughs> sandals. Um, With socks? Yep. Oh. So, and, you know, I was just, I was never going to be talking. But as a child, you're just at the mercy of your parents. You, you are. Um, I'd say that, like, the parents could look at the skivvy and go, is Paisley good for an eight-year-old boy? Let's put him on that. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Depends what year it is. It's going to toughen him up. <laughs> is it the sixties? Eighty-eight. <laughs> My mum was way into Paisley, and I don't know what was going on with that. Um, it's probably cool now, but not. I'm, no I mean, doubt. Not an eighty-eight. Um, <laughs> have you a ever strange seen, segue? <laughs> have, have you ever seen House Party? Probably once a long time ago. Watch it again. That is a. That looks like something that would be like you couldn't make this now, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Martin Lawrence isn't it? Like he's not the main. It's um, kid and player. Like the main, uh, the rappers are the main uh, guys in it. But Martin Lawrence is in it as, as a DJ, mm-hmm. and man, he's like he hasn't changed. It's just, it's just Martin Lawrence. They and like the big thing is that he's got bad breath. They call him Dragon Breath, and like <laughs> <laughs> that's just his big thing. But the funniest thing that all so he, like one of the guys gets arrested and put into jail, and then it turns into this song. And I think I shared it with you. He makes a song about not wanting to get raped in jail oh, and makes a rap about it. Yeah. And it's like, it's just weird. It's just like, it's something it's like a musical and he's like, made, he's made this rap about like, oh, don't put it in there. It's just like, okay. don't drop the soap. It's pretty much. That's yeah. one of, that's one of the <laughs> ones in the song. Um, and then there's this really like, it's a really troubling bit where these three bullies that have been like chasing kid around all, all movie get picked up by the police and they make a joke. Like you think they're making a joke about taking him down to the docks and just beating the shit out of him. And then the next scene, all three of the African American guys have got like busted lips and like bruises, and it's like they literally took him down to the docks and beat the crap out of them. <laughs> and it was like it was made. It was played for like a joke, and it's like, wow, this is a this is a time capsule. Of a yeah. Time. No, I do not. I don't. Yeah. Martin Lawrence. There's a comedian that I really like, Natasha Leggero. Oh, yeah. And she, in one of her stand-ups, is saying that she went after Martin Lawrence in a stand-up thing. And he's like, you know, blah, 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 thanks, everyone. Um, and now, f- give it up for... And he's like, who's on next? And someone like went from the side, Natasha Leggero. And he goes, what? Natasha Leggero. And he's like, I don't work for you. <laughs> like, instead of just introducing her. <laughs> I just think that's so... That's that's coming deep from Martin's person. soul of like yeah. I don't want to be. Is me Miles who said like I'm not Will Smith? 
Um, is she the one that uh, she does the stand up with her partner? Sometimes? Yeah, Moshe Kasha. Yeah, um, that that's that. They've got a great podcast called the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, oh, yeah. and what they do is they get people to call in. They call it secret dump, and. They people call up this like you know message bank line thing and just tell these secrets that are just so wrong, just yeah. anonymously, and then they just sort of talk about it like, oh wow, things like that they would borrow their friend's like sex toy and then put it back in their room, but then one of them caught some like a disease from it or like oh wow something about how you know during quarantine they could hear their neighbours um having sex and so that they they would like get off to it kind of thing and, and it's just bizarre stuff writing this down right it's now it's <laughs> really really funny though I like their stand up set they did on the Netflix special yeah the, that's what is that called that's called the honeymoon special that, yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure it's like um because it's because it's her and then him and then them together and the very similar the podcast premise must have been based off of that show oh, okay yeah where they're getting couples on stage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cuz like usually we were watching it and me and my wife were like when I see audience participation, I start to like go, oh, I'm not sure, but like mm. that was actually run really well. Yeah, so, I like yeah. that. They're very yeah. funny. Um, but she makes a show as well with, um, oh, I can't remember her name right now, um, but it's called Another Period. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it wasn't like recently cancelled or something. I think so. Yeah. I've had a couple of seasons, but I've like seen definitely worth yeah. watching. Yeah. yeah. I think she was on, I think maybe she was on Drunk History too. Yes, and, um, yeah, she was. Yeah. That could, um, have you seen the Australian version of Drunk History yet? No. It's good. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't see how, like, and this comes up to heaps in the, on, on this podcast. Australia is so behind the rest of the world with certain things. Like, you know, Drunk History just got cancelled in America. Like, why wasn't this greenlit, like, five years ago when, like, the Drunk History in America was, like... We are behind. Like, I just recently just for the sake of nostalgia slash 2020, watch the best or worst of Red Faces. And it's like, not only is it completely not funny, but like I can't believe that they were allowed to put some of that stuff on TV. <laughs> my, my sister dated a fella that was on Red Faces. Oh, dear. Do you ever remember seeing the guys that would put, um, they were called The Doors? And they had actually full body door costumes on, <laughs> and their jokes were about doors. So it's like it's kind of like a, a glorified uh, carrot top bit, like it's just like okay. this pop comic bit. Yeah. Um, but they were in it twice, and like at one point, my sister's like, "Oh yeah, I'm seeing this guy," and I'm like, and she's like, "He's like, oh, he was on TV." I'm like, "What was he on?" There's like red faces, and I found like the you episode. Found the it, episode. Yeah. Well, the, no, it was just brains in it. The episode came on with him in it, and like I think they broke up shortly. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> I was like, I bet, I bet that he is still using that as, yeah. if he's on Tinder, <laughs> it'd be right at the end. It'd be like, looking for love, blah, blah, blah. was on Red Faces in uh, 1996. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh, I'm I keep trying to make, um, find it, but I can't because I'm, I want to send it to her and go, <laughs> you dated Ask this Dave, dude. he probably can find yeah, it. Yeah, probably will. He's, yeah. Um... <laughs> The one that really was, like, so not funny that it made me realise how just this is... The laugh track doesn't make it funny was that it was two raw chickens mm. on strings mm. dancing to a song from Greece with the background was, like, a brick wall that said poultry high. Okay. And it was just that. Two chickens wiggling around to, like, you better shape up. How long did it go for? Too long. 
Because, <laughs> like, and what was Red doing? Just, like, just, okay, you and know. Right? I, I should probably get some context. So I was like, I'm sure that people listening to this probably know what this is. But, like, we had a show called Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. And on said show, there was a talent show section called Red Faces, hosted by a former guitarist from uh, Skyhooks. Skyhooks called Red Simons. Um, it was basically, like, the worst people you could get. <laughs> it's like all the people who didn't get onto, like, America's and Australia's Got Talent. Um, yeah, mixed and, with some sort of like Australia's funniest home videos, yeah, yeah, kind of humor. There would usually be a um, well, there'll be Red Simons as a as a uh, a the gong judge. Uh, he'd, he'd do the gong. Yeah. Um, it'd be like a gong show in America, and then like they'd have two guests. So, um, you might have noticed it because there was the time where Harry Hunt Jr. was on there and did the blackface thing. That was where. It was, well, he that? didn't do it. He, but he opposed it, and it was the first time someone had gone. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Isn't he opposed funny. it. Yeah, yeah, and like Harry Kojie was like, "What's wrong with everyone?" <laughs> yeah. But that was in the sort of like when they brought it back. That's not the first time that someone had done an act like that. No, no. I remember there was a Michael Jackson one, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> memories. Uh, the Academy Awards. Yes. Oh. Hosted by Billy Crystal. <laughs> Of course. Uh, was this like his like seventeenth time doing oh, it? Oh, like, I know. He right? was doing it a lot. Yeah. Uh, best picture was Driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. It's a boring, boring ass movie. It is, and now Green Book is pretty much the same movie, <laughs> and it won. It, oh, look, mm. there is Oscar bait, and there is Oscar bait, and then there's Green Book. Um, <laughs> if Driving Miss Daisy was that first one, that was that first one that used race relations as a means to get Oscar votes. Yeah. And it was so unapologetically so. Uh, then we had best director was oh. Madman Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. Uh, <laughs> America! <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to some of those movies that he did in the, like, when we cover JFK, that is such a... Or like Platoon. Platoon. Oh, that was 80s. Oh. Uh, I think... And so was Wall Street. Yeah, there, there's a couple more. Um, I haven't actually ever seen Born on the Fourth of July. It's just something that's never, like, crossed my... It's never really appealed to me. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but never sat and actually watched it. Best Um, actor was Daniel Day-Lewis for My Life. Now, I've never heard of that movie before. It was... I had to watch it in high school, but I've watched it a couple of times since. It's really, like, feel-good. Like, as a guy who's um, uh, disabled in Ireland and basically just about his life and how he sort of gets through and, yeah. Okay. Um, There's a really, really bad family guy joke about it though I'm like, actually i might just cut that bit <laughs> he doesn't that's all right yeah, yeah. um and then also the uh best actress went for jessica tandy for uh driving miss daisy yep best screenplay adaptation driving miss daisy yep brenda fricker from my left foot um she plays the uh pigeon lady in homeland 2 Oh, yeah. Yes. Now that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, supporting actor, best supporting actor was Denzel Washington for Glory. Um, I made a highlight of this in, I think, February because this was also the same year that Heart Condition came out and we all know about Heart Condition where he changed hearts with Bob Hoskins. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Bob. <laughs> um, I'm actually just getting to the point now that this is my new Frasier thing on this one. I always mention Bob Hoskins at some point of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Best screenplay was Dead Poet Society, mm-hmm. and then Akira Kurosawa, um, Japanese director, got the Academy Honor- Honorary Award. Um, he's uh, obviously done stuff like Yojimbo and oh man, now I should probably remember a bunch of other movies that he did. <laughs> bunch of other movies. 
Uh, yeah, so it's look as far as Academy Wars, I tried to get some footage of it because sometimes it's just funny to see. But like, there was it's it was so it was a bit of a nothing boring back then. And Billy mm. Crystal, like, I understand that people liked him as a host, but like, I have you ever seen a Semi Davis Junior? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I want to? Probably not. <laughs> I'll say it's not. Yeah, it's 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 problematic these days. Uh, yeah, so that's... Best but, original score that year was My Little Mermaid, which I remember 1990 for Christmas getting the VHS of My Little, the little Mermaid of the little for mermaid. my Christmas present from Santa. Out of the sea? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what? I've never actually seen it. Really? Yeah, is it? Well, I was a little girl back then, so, you know, it was... So was I. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm right on. It was right... <clears throat> I was right there for the moment of it being popular. Yeah, I, um, I... I I've seen a lot of stuff from it, and um, then also, uh, but I wasn't like a big Disney guy. Like I liked Aladdin and I liked Lion King and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, same. I wasn't a massive Disney fan. I just happened to get this movie for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I remember being really scared of the big octopus villain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh. there's like a song where she sings, and there's all these weird little dead soul fish thing, and it's like pretty creepy for a four, five-year-old. Is that got one of the ones too? Like, isn't the trident like a big penis or something like? That? On the front cover, the castle under the sea has what people say is a penis shape in it. I think I went through Snopes one day and I was like... And then later (laughs) in the wedding part, the priest in the original one had a small bump on his crutch, which has been changed in the remastered (laughs) one, of course. But people have these whole theories that, you know, um, Walt Disney was a 33rd degree mason and... That he was trying to put sexuality in these movies because that's oh, like Lord. if you've ever read the Da Vinci Code, where it's like that is important to like enlightenment and all this. So uh, it depends how tinfoil hat you want to get. Yeah, when I was working at the video store, I um, there's this dude that came in and he was like, he was he went to France and Europe and stuff like that to go to every single spot on the mm, Da Vinci Code. Really? Movie. He was like hell into it and like he got the um, are you churchy? No. Okay. So you know the crucifix, like the the body of Christ. Like, mm. like mm-hmm. so, up the top there's like a little parchment piece of paper. And oh, it's, it yep. says um, uh, Inri, like I N R I. I can't and I cannot remember. He he was like, do you know what it stands for? And I don't know. And he told me, and I don't, <laughs> I don't remember it. But he got that tattooed like in the back. Oh my! And he showed me. And I was just like, this is getting a bit too full on. There are only two movies in my life that I've paid to go and see at the cinema and left because I just couldn't be bothered finishing. One of them is the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> was it was it the the content or was it um, Tom Hanks's wig? It was the book itself had a fast pace to it that you were always interested in, but yeah. the movie never had that. Nah. It was very dull. It didn't have a really like Moorishness to it that I and it, and I was really hungry and I was like I'd rather go and eat than finish this movie. Right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I like I don't like the over explaining that that movie does. Like it's just like. Exposition code. Magneto in that movie. Um, yeah, yeah. What's, what's his name? Oh, Sir Ian McKellen. Um, his his character in must just should be called Exposition. Like he's like, I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know for the rest of this movie. And it's just like, oh, God. yeah. No, it was a really not very. Good Have movie. faith in your audience, Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Ron Howard <laughs> abuse. We go on to television.
Okay, the start of uh, Graham Kennedy's Funniest Home Videos, which uh. was banned in my house because my dad hated Graham Kennedy. Yeah. Um, I don't... One of the funniest things I've ever been... I've ever seen... And it's, it got, it's to do with punk bands again. So, we were playing in Melbourne and we stayed at this like... And they were like full-on like... Um, not skinheads, but like they were like... They had studs on the jackets and like that's what they wore every day. And it was just like full-on punks, like yep. mohawks and everything. And we, we had just had dinner and we'll go play a show later that night and they put the TV on and then um, Funniest Home Video show came on. And they were like, oh, yeah, cool. And I thought they were being like dicks about people. They were just being like sarcastic. But they were... They, they were glued into this thing. No like, it was way. Like their fa- it was like their favourite show. And I was like, this is really bizarre. And that they're like, is. They're laughing. like, And I was like, like guys getting the, hitting the crotch with like a football and I was like are you maybe it's because it was like the first form of like violence that we could have like <laughs> you know like pre-jackass <laughs> I just assume <laughs> I just assume that like you know well they like fairly simple music so <laughs> like just that like is me. bizarre yeah it was like it was and I start I I, I stopped myself from making a comment because I was like oh like, they're like beat your head and yeah yeah I was, just like, I was about to do it then I, I sort of like uh, in one of the the only circumstances where I can say I read the room, I'm like, nope, not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to choose your audience. God, uh, it was also the time of the Logie Awards. Oh yes, the Who's That of television. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I... Have you ever seen that? You know Ray Ma, the guy who plays Alf Stewart. Yes. Where they've got his, when he won the gold Logie, and someone's dubbed over it and made him, like, really angry, and he's, like, telling the audience <laughs> to shut up, and he's like, Rebecca Gibney, suck a dick, and all this, like, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, I would, oh, man, you, it gets to the point where you don't have to dub him, like, I just assume that he's, like, a... Yeah, like, he just strikes me as a real angry kind of dude. He, he's a public meltdown <laughs> waiting to happen, basically. Uh... Sorry, let's go for <laughs> A public meltdown waiting to happen. <laughs> so, uh, neighbours basically swept the entire fucking thing, as Aww. they usually do. Uh, do you know who the gold logie that done? Oh, you've written it down, but please tell us. I rather. Oh, <laughs> tell it through song. <laughs> Oh yeah, Craigie baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a moment to realise that this is a thing that happened from um, the album Check One Two. Check One Two. <laughs> Mona. Fuck you, Craigie. <laughs> <laughs> that mullet though. I went to Tasmania to the the Museum of New Art, Mona, and oh, yeah. I don't think I stopped seeing that for like the whole holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I never made that connection. <laughs> I bet they have a sign that runs like, no, not no that one. No, Craig. No stairway denied. <laughs> it's like, no Craig McLaughlin. <laughs> now that went gold. That actually went gold. That's just. And bad. that would mean. I'm sad for Australia. 150,000? Mm. I think that's 150,000. And that's back when they were legit. They weren't like, you know. More the, sh- the not- guys from Shepherd's Dad <laughs> buying their albums, or, oh. <laughs> or like Australian Idol guy Sebastian's pre-sales from Sony. But like, this is like people really bought that. I think everyone should go down the rabbit hole that is Shepherd, the band Shepherd, <laughs> and their dad. It is amazing. Um, 
Yeah, I, like we went triple platinum for Can't Touch This. Oh, okay. More than uh, like a lot of other countries in the world. Like we, Australia just like hang, like grabs onto like a song especially and just goes, that's what we want for like the next three months. Yeah. And that's, and they, yeah. I know it changes towards the end of like the um, decade and like into the 2010s and stuff, but like we were like, you know. We the, still do it now though. Well, the first uh, single in January was uh, the B-52's Love Shack, and that was released in June 1989. So we had hold, hold on to that for like six months. And still, if you go to some sort of like disco um, and wait till 1am, you'll hear that song. <laughs> but you won't hear Mona. <laughs> you won't hear Mona. No. Well, not anymore. Um, not. But like, yeah, if you, if you go to like the Arca Bar on a Friday night... You just wait. You'll hear Love Shack. If you go to the Arca Bar and Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep burn, a deep local burn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also had... Oh, going... Sorry, we're still on television. Oh, yeah. Um, so for the Loki Wars, I, li- I liked how like John Travolta made a special appearance. Like, we were like... Yeah, like that was a big, oh, amazing thing. We will literally take anyone. So. Yeah. <laughs> and this is pre-Pulp Fiction, so like, this is like... This, this is, is Welcome Back Cotter. This, well, this is like John Travolta not knowing what the fuck he was doing. Like, he yeah. was just like, uh... Oh, you remember me? Oh, I guess... Bob like, Reno! <laughs> Bob Reno! <laughs> That's... In his private life, he talks like Vinnie Barbary. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was in Greece, man. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> I like a deep massage. <laughs> was it? So you know, look who's talking. Yes. Was that before or after Pulp Fiction? Before. Okay. That was uh, with uh, with Kirsty. Yeah. I think uh, look who's talking two is maybe next year. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, nine nine one in in, re- in regards to this podcast, they're not bringing out of Luke's talking two in two that in twenty twenty one. They should. Imagine Kirsty Alley now, just like oh, and Bruce Willis, like doing the voice <laughs> again, like <laughs> and John Travolta just heaps old. Oh my god, I would love to see this. Can someone just deep fake like a preview for this? But they roll reverse and like Kirsty Alley and John Travolta are like. They there's, would. there's baby versions of them. Oh no, you made it worse. Why would uh, you this, do that? Uh, every uh, TV section we go through um, the Simpsons episodes that came out yep. because obviously it's the best show that's ever been made. Um, <laughs> Life on the Fast Lane came out. Do you remember that episode? I don't remember it by name, but if Yuck. you just oh, Yuck. yep, where Homer gets Marge a bowling ball with the word Homer on it. Yes, yes, yep. Uh, one of the best bits. <laughs> he's like, he's going to take her out for brunch. And he's like, have you ever been to brunch, Marge? Yeah, it's yeah. It's not breakfast. It's not lunch. But you get a slice of cantaloupe. <laughs> 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 oh, my Lord. I love Jacques. And it's like, it's a pretty, like, we've been talking about it on other episodes. Like, The Simpsons of Season 1 uh, is, a, is, is a different Simpsons to now because they had way more faith in the audience that would just get it. Yeah. Like, they tackled like actual decent issues and weren't like really, really sort of too sort of sickly sweet about it. It was the first time that someone had blended like an American nuclear family sitcom with animation. Yeah. And it was was for everyone and did so much better than like um, other sitcoms at the time. I mean, like this can put this up against like family matters, which was on at the time. It's like, it's, you know, they, they had bar, I suppose as their, as their Urkel, but like, you know, I've watched some family matters it, it is pretty hard to watch these days. Like, if oh, you think Big bad. Bang Theory is hard to watch, 
When I was young, I was really annoying, which isn't hard to believe, um, (laughs) that I saw Family Matters once and for the next, like, days, I don't know how long, I kept doing, did I do Do that? (laughs) To the point where my mum then banned me from ever watching it again. Because I was, <laughs> so allowed to watch I wasn't it. allowed to watch it because I was doing Steve Urkel too much. So Al- that's how annoying I was. The, the signs were there <laughs> from Al- an early age. Albert Brooks did jocks. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Man, good on. That's that makes so much like so the way that someone because I know that Albert Brooks when he does uh, especially animation he does like about four different versions of a line and they, they, he said like I'll do them in different ways and you can just pick it so because oh. he does like the guy in the Simpsons movie like the one of the main guys that actually builds the dome I think yeah 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 uh, then the next one was Homer's Night Out Homer's Night Out which is pretty yeah, racy yeah it is a bit bit raunchy offers the Where's my spy camera? <laughs> Lady, where's my spy camera? That's, I thought that bit was in, because um, I watched these episodes recently, I thought that was it, bit was like in season two or three, like mm. the spy camera bit. I just completely forgot about it. Um, that him dancing with the... With that... With uh, the exotic dancer. What's her name? Princess Kashmir or something like or that. J- uh, j- yeah, something like that. Um, that animation looks so shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's so, like, I don't know. Um, I'll show you a picture of... Like, oh yeah, that Homer does looks look grotesque bad. in yeah, this. Yeah, he does. And he's giving him like it's it's really it's one that wouldn't be made now, but like at the time, there uh, are certain little sounds and things that you just get stuck in your head every now and then. And I always get that snake charmer theme. Do 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 do, and then well do 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 to you two pint size. It's still in my head in 2020. So yeah, like it's and it's every one of those Fox sitcoms, um, like with a Family Guy too, like. They worked best when they had Homer and Peter sort of being the sort of the bit more of a slob sort of thing, and like I, I liked the evolution of Homer a bit better than Peter, but like like I, those first few um, seasons, I really liked those storylines where like their marriage was actually kind of in trouble and like you know he did yeah. shit that like you know that had consequences. But then they'd stuff. have those loving. Mo- it was like a bit like Roseanne, you know. <laughs> That's why I liked Roseanne so much because yeah. Roseanne actually sort of. Uh, portrayed kind of what was going on real life family yeah, yeah. and look i'm not gonna advocating <laughs> no, roseanne now but back when it came out the first season and stuff like that was good because it's realistic it's not saccharine sweet family mm. show it's it's real yeah um just don't take ambient and tweet <laughs> that should be a life lesson actually i'll yeah. tell my kids that every day yeah before they go to school and don't forget don't take ambient and tweet. that's right it's like don't drink and drive so going into uh, music. Yes. All right. Now your list of songs that you put out was not as cool as mine. I'm just gonna say. Okay, you can do it. That's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you had um, nothing compares to you. That by was Sinead the. Um, I think that was the. That was the, the main. Chart. Well, yep. that's, that's the one. That was, that was number one in the charts in Australia. Yeah. Janet Jackson Escapade. So yeah, in in the USA, uh, it was Janet Jackson Escapade, and then that went into Alana Miles Black Velvet. Oh, what a horrible song! I've that never is. seen. Actually, can I just? I'm gonna play Escapade because I don't think. Yeah, I don't it. know what it is. I can just sort of, you know. Oh, I know this song. Yeah. You'll know it. There's lots of moments of realization. In February, or one of the episodes, there's one about Taylor Dane, and I realised oh. that I always thought it was uh, a Whitney Houston song. Oh, really? What <laughs> yeah. song is it? Oh, 
I love Taylor Dane. It's not bad. It's very Janet, 90s Janet. It's very Prince. Mm. Yeah, it is actually. Mm. Nah. I hate, I hate this, this song, song so much. <laughs> I hate it. That's... I'm not even going to... Sorry, I'm not even going to play it anymore. Um, that <laughs> blues rock shit. Yeah. I hate so... And like... I put that in the same category as that Sophie B. Hawkins song. You know, like... Damn, <laughs> wish, wish I was, I was your, your lover. lover. Um, Just... Yeah. Yeah, the... Um, the Sheryl Crow kind of let's, style. Let's not I'm not dissing Sheryl Crow, but let's that's... Let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> 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 I may have not. I may have un- ironically listened to Sheryl Crow sometime in the last uh, two weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But you know, there's the home brand of everything, and that's the home brand Sheryl Crow. But right? we had we in Australia, especially and especially you were playing bands, you would have realised this. Like those nights where you are not, you're not playing a themed night. You're not playing with bands of your yeah of genre, your genre. You just there would always be one of those blues rock bands, and yep. I would have to like some, and like they're the ones that like. Apparently, they didn't get the memo about a 45-minute set. They're going to do like an hour set. It doesn't fucking matter. The kind of band that if they don't have 45 minutes of songs, just do like an extended solo break. Let's do Mustang Sally again. Or like, well, let's just do jam on stage. And you know what? That should never be an option. No. <laughs> no jam bands. <laughs> no Dave Matthews. It's not Woodstock, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> and you are not fish. All right, so these are the songs that got released in March 1990. Yeah. Um, Midnight Oil, Blue Sky Mine. Yeah. They Might Be Giants, Birdhouse in Your Soul. That was in January. Not according to the internet, which, which internet? can often be wrong. Which internet? you? <laughs> <laughs> the internet at my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember getting in an argument with a kid at school because she said that Billy Madison was on TV at her house every week. And I'm like, because I was like, it's not on TV every week. It is at my house. I'm like, your TV isn't different at your house to everyone else's. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love kids that have that sort of like. I know. Yeah. Um, CC Music Factory. <gasps> Everybody dance now. Heart. All I want to do is make love to you. <laughs> what's the song? What's Is it are they the Barracuda people? Yep. Yeah. This is Barracuda. Yeah, but that's them doing more soft 90s. Okay. You know? I just assume that I've never seen, heard anything else by her. And I probably have actually heard. Actually, You've heard. probably heard a whole bunch, but that's like, all I want to do is make love is that to her? you. Yeah. Say you will. Right, so they're, keep, keep going. No. Nah. <laughs> but it's way more like, you know, chilled. So. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know yours was hard. I don't know who I thought it was. A lot of bands in this time, like Melissa Etheridge and all them, they all kind of sound the same, like female 90s I think I thought post-grunge. She... <laughs> 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 um, I think I thought she did Black Velvet. Yeah. yeah you like, can be forgiven for yeah. that. <laughs> um, but that Alana Miles Black Velvet, she did another song that's like, Love is, love is what you want it to be. Have it to the lonely. Do you know that song? Why do I not even have uh, Spotify when I've got you? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Shazam, like a human Shazam. So what I love is, okay. Yeah. Same album. Mm. 
Okay. You can pick that up for about 50 cents at most savers. <laughs> See, this is better than Black Velvet. It is, but it's also not good. It's got the same thing as, um... That opening riff could be so interchangeable with like so much like a lot of stuff at the time like yeah and it's got a bit of a U2 kind of vibe to yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's, let's get that U2 vibe going yeah jagged guitars with like a triplet effect on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. nailed it um, what any, else have we any, got anything else from your internet <laughs> oh plenty from my internet Bon Jovi Blaze of Glory uh, ah, from po- the Young Guns 2 yeah mm. Poison Unskinny Bop I thought I was convinced that that was wrong, and it was like 1980s. Like when I was looking into this podcast, I was like, "I'm just gonna pop." That's like so 80s. I'm like, "Nope, no. 1990." Mm. Um, one that will give you another Bob Hoskin moment. Share Shoop Shoop song from Mermaids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that movie should have always been Bob Hoskins just in the bathtub with no shirt on for the yep. entire movie. Yeah, and laying so in bed next to her in the morning. Should, he should have been the mermaid. Yes. Yeah, he should have. Hermaid. Um, ACDC Thunderstruck, which I thought was 80s, but it's not. I Do you like ACDC? No. I'm a woman. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no girls like ACDC. Well, <laughs> growing up around here, a lot of people did. You I hear rem- a lot of that in the cars driving past. I remember when they played recently, like, oh, well, not recently, in 2017, 2018, the day of, oh. they were selling half-price tickets and all that. They played that concert, and I could hear it from my house, despite being like, you know, the other side That's, of the city. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. It was really loud. Apparently, the decibel reading was higher than a jet engine taking off. And it's like it doesn't make it any better. Doesn't make it better. Maybe like that's what they do is like maybe it's just like that whole that it's, it just entrances people. No one's actually ever heard AC so- song. It's just yeah. It's got like a. It's just a thumping a subwoofer thing, yeah. <laughs> um, a nineties classic, in my opinion, Black Box, right on time. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right on time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're right on time. <laughs> it's great. Wow. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> just like, can you fill in the bridge here? Just scream. Just scream. Yeah. Wow. This is going to sell millions. You're going to have to play this live. And they're like, no. Can you imagine that live? You couldn't do it. Who, who did it? Black Box. I'm going to look, for, look it up. I'm going to see if there's a live version of Black Box. Oh. And while you're looking that up, yeah, MC Hammer can't touch this. And Aussie classic, John Farnham, That's Freedom, also came out in March 1990. Oh, really? Yep. That's freedom. Uh, were you a Farnham fan? No. My sister was. Really? And I get angry at the sound of uh, Another Day in uh, uh, a Paradise song. Mm. I hate um, that song. I hate it so much. Paradise. Mm. <laughs> um, around this time, Ooh. my music taste would have consisted of like the Bartman. Man. <laughs> 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 Goodness, she really found one. This is our last song. As if you were just playing right on time. Because she's going to blow right her voice out. <laughs> yeah. As if you just weren't playing right on time the entire yeah. gig. It's also only their like second song. <laughs> Alright. 
Ah. Oh. Well. Half cheating, but also impressive that she could just bust that. Ah, uh, no, no, no! You can't take a break. You can't take a break. No. This is like Meatloaf at the grand final. <laughs> how he just like let the audience and the backup singers do it. <laughs> yeah, he's just like yeah. Yeah. Or um, there's this horrible concert that they used to put on um, called Divas. Something about Divas. It used to change, like Lost Divas Las Vegas was like the Las okay. Vegas one. Anyway, and they'd get a bunch of like, you know, it would be Celine Dion, Anastasia and like Shakira doing a show together or like Cher um, and Aretha Franklin. I had a CD that had Aretha Franklin and she's doing like respect, but she's so puffed out and she's just going like, yeah, Aww. you know. Oh, oh no! Like just that instead of singing the actual bits, oh, and I was no. just like, I felt real sad listening to that. <laughs> At least she didn't breathe. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did forget to play this uh, also at the time. Classic. I love it. Not as good as Go Ninja. Go Ninja. <laughs> um, we, I've had a startling, uh, I've just, I can't believe that I like early 90s R&B so much that I do now. Like, it's just like. It's good. Because back at the time, like, I was like, you're influenced by your, my brother's taste and your friend's taste and lots of stuff. I really wish I just like embraced the music at the time. Because, like, it's, <laughs> it's so good. Early R&B is great because, like, just recently, one of my most played songs on Spotify, it's so embarrassing, but I don't care, it was Babyface and Stevie Wonder, How Come, How Long? Oh. <laughs> and I was, like, just listening to that, like, every day for a while. <laughs> but it's, like, it's, it makes it, it's so, it makes it, and, like, most of, I mean, they're all about fucking, it's fine. But, like, it's all, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just, like, a really nice song. It's, like, it's just got a good beat to it. Yeah, it was um, just good. So, Black's Magic came out by Salt and Pepper, which had, oh, yeah? uh, the, the other song that was banned in our house, uh, Let's Talk About Sex, because Ooh. my dad was Scottish. <laughs> was like, we don't talk about that. Um, but that's a really good album. Like, that's a really, really decent uh, R&B album. Uh, Depeche Mode came out with Ooh. this. Oh. I only know the cover of this. Uh, if you ever played uh, GCA, was it GCA San Andreas? San Andreas. You'd be going through the, country, the countryside listening to that. And then one of the best releases I've heard doing like research for this podcast is a group called the Digital Underground. Oh. And they're a rap group. And they did a album called Sex Packets. <laughs> what? And it's a concept album. And they only do concept albums. And it's about a futuristic world... Where they use like sex to like communicate, and like there's the songs about like all different. It's, it's actually it's not as gross as what that it, it might sound. Weird, but it's it's got um there's a the breakout single was one called the Humpty Dance. Like heaps of people have heard of that. Once you, like if you hear it, you know it. Um, but yeah, if you ever get a chance, check out Sex Packets by the Digital <laughs> Underground, and um, they throw some shade at MC Hammer on it. Because they, they didn't like him at the time. It's pretty funny. Well, everyone thought he was a real sellout, like, bubblegum rap. It had turned... Yeah, apparently the only person that stood up for him was Ice-T. Huh. Because he was just on his way to selling out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he just passed him in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
if you've ever seen um, uh, elderly punk at the back of a show, then you know that he's wearing this T-shirt. It's Social Distortion, <laughs> <laughs> of yep. which I have a Social Distortion T-shirt. Uh, their self-titled album came out, um, and it's really boring. <laughs> their songs, like they all have these bands. It's like, let's put three solos into a song. It's like, dude, mm. you're a punk band. Don't do four and a half minute songs. I ain't got the time. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff. Um, the house party uh, soundtrack. soundtrack is amazing. But yeah, um, lots of good stuff. There were a few stuff. things that happened as well, like Gloria Estefan's tour bus. Oh, uh, crashed, didn't it? Crashed and she broke a few bones. Um, Motley Crue's Tommy Lee was arrested for showing his bum at a concert. He does that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's odd. Keep going. I was going to... Um, Geffen Records was sold for $550 million. Um, David Geffen will now continue to run the company, which is good because they released Nevermind. Yeah, yeah. And Butch Vig was the producer for Geffen for a while, doing, like, Garbage as well as that album and a bunch of others, so... Yeah, a... he, well, he did Nevermind, didn't he? he mm. his, yeah, I remember the... the and uh... I think Geffen also had a Smashing Pumpkins album, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm. Were they... No, Pearl Jam was epic. Yeah. So, we'll get into that. Oh, I can't wait to get into 1990s, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get through because there wasn't a lot of good stuff. But then, you finally... I wouldn't have found out a bunch of other stuff, like other bunch of groups that I'm really into now. But yeah, like I think when I brought up the idea of a 90s podcast, everyone's like, oh, what about this, this, and this? And like, that's 95, that's 96, that's 97. Like, everyone remembers the middle, but the start of the 90s... It was a little bit eighties. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It takes a few years to sort of fully embrace its own. It's like we say, the nineties started in Australia in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, we didn't get the nineties in Australia in nineteen ninety. So we oh, have you got anything else? No. Okay, so we have got a new thing because I just found this. I bought this just the other day. Um, I found a game called Geek Out, the nineteen nineties edition. Which I found was, I thought it was just a question answer game, but it is a game where you bet how much you can answer like a question. So if you, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I was, it's a really good, it's just a really good idea. I'm, I'm just, uh, I was, I just thought it was going to be a, a boring old answer, question and answer game, but nope. So I was thinking best of three. All right. But if it goes really quickly, then best of five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can roll first. So you got to roll, you got to roll a dice. All right. I've got white. I don't know what white means. Roll again. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start. White. Stop, what? <laughs> <laughs> Red. Red. Wow. Okay. Name at least three primetime situation comedies from the 90s. Oh, gosh. Or do you reckon you could do one? Oh. Sitcoms from the 90s. Sitcoms from the 90s. Yeah, that's heaps easy. Just name them now? Name them, yeah. Oh, like Friends, Family Matters, Roseanne, Seinfeld, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Hanging Mr. Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) You're taking like all my guesses. (laughs) Um, ooh, ooh. Does The Simpsons count? Simpsons count, yeah. Yeah. This is a sitcom. Um, Full House? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you got eight. That'll do for now. Yeah, eight. 
Alright. You can't repeat mine, can you? No. Okay. I reckon it gets eight. I say step by step. Ooh, yep. Growing pains. Ooh. Family times was mm-hmm. done. Family times was done, I think. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think of that block. Oh, Perfect Strangers. Oh, yeah. Don't forget your favourite. Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers was still there. We'll put Cheers in. That's mm-hmm. five. Uh, I can't believe I've got Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> five. Um, let's go with... Uh, oh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, God. Uh, head of the class. I'm going to see if that's actually... Um... Done. Yeah, I can't think of any more. I'm sure there are heaps. Oh, I'm sure there's heaps more. Like, but for right now, have you heard the? It's like the joke. Um, how to, how to best describe being a ghost? It's um, listening to a podcast when you know the answer. The host don't. (laughs) 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 All right, so we got. Sorry, you win that one. I only got to seven. So I'm gonna roll blue. Two films in which the previous friends cast members appear in. What? So. The Friends cast. Yeah. Two movie, two movies that they appeared in. Oh. So I'm going to go with Three to Tango. Yeah. With Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. And Ed. Oh. With Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> where he plays... One of bass. my shit cinema classics. Oh. All right. I'm trying to get two, because I can't. <laughs> Picture Perfect. Oh, yeah, the Anistons. Paul Bearer. <gasps> the Swimmer. Yeah, and let's see. Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. See if I can think of a Courtney Cox one and get them all. I don't think she was in a movie. Oh, she was. We covered it on the podcast. Did we? DVG. Why can't I remember it? Come on. She even makes a joke about Jennifer Aniston. I don't know, but I'm sure I can think of like one more of one of the other actors. Um, I'll give you double points. If you full, think. full in, fools rush in. Scream. Scream. We did. Oh, the whole nine yards. Oh, the yeah. The whole ten yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think um, that's probably literally about it. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston has had a bigger film career. Like you could name like ten. Oh, films Office of Space. Yeah. Yeah. Or like um. There's a lot of friends-based questions in the scene. Okay, one last roll. <laughs> Red. Red. Right, I'm gonna pick from the middle of the deck. Which friends cast member? <laughs> <laughs> At least two reality shows from the nineties. Oh. Reality shows? Mm. This must be American. Oh, no, like... Well... Alright, um, The Simple Life with Paris Hilton. Was that in the 90s? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the earliest ones I can. There's one on MTV that... Um, The Osbournes? Uh, that was in the 2000s. I don't reckon I could name any. Survivor? Survivor would have been. They're like yeah. the earliest ones 2003 I can think of. for Simple no. Life. Yeah, I don't know. Survivor. 
<laughs> Survivor started in 2000. The only one I can think of that is definitely the real world. Yep, okay. So, and I always remember that because the Chappelle show. Oh, I was thinking of, um, yeah, yeah. When they shiv that guy. <laughs> and like, He's doing it again. <laughs> but also it's referenced in She's All That. Matthew Lillard's character was on it. Of course he was. <laughs> oh, yes, he was. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Let's look at it. But I can't think of any. Like, I don't think we really had that here in the 90s in Australia. Big Brother was 2000. Man. I can't think of uh, a lot of 1990s reality shows. Maybe it was why it was so so pure back then. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually reality. But, like, Survivor, Big Brother, The Real World. All right, according they to... They were, the... like, the first oh, few. okay. There's a wide breadth for this, apparently. Are they like okay. music ones, like American cops. Idol? Oh, Cops! Judge Judy? Yeah! Uh, Candid Camera? Yeah. Blind Date? Oh. Do you remember Blind Date? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much all, like, there's a bunch of other ones, but that was, that. they're the... the that's Slim Pickens. Yeah, there's not a lot. 2000s was definitely the, the uh, era for reality TV. Yeah, that's when we really went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Society kind of, yeah. That's well, the. You remember the big writers' strike that happened? Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where like reality TV was popular. The writers' strike happened, and now all the good writers make um, for streaming series and films. Like, right. So there's not really that many series that have been syndicated since that have been, like, amazing. Yeah, I think that really did have a huge, uh, a bigger effect than what we thought at the time. Because like, mm. All I remember is, like... Because if you look back now on it, you can see where it happened and how it affected... Well, that's... Because that's uh, the... In The Office, season four is shorter than, like, the rest of them because like, they had the writer's strike. And then you, I think it actually did have a bit of a dip after that. Like, I remember... You can pinpoint the writer's strike by the show that I was watching at the time and how it turned. Do you remember the show <laughs> Heroes? <laughs> yes. So the first, JJ. Yeah, the first one was like so good and it was like, yeah, this is epic. And then it just went real shit. And like, that was like right when that happened. Okay. I remember watching, that was like one of those or like things. like Lost. That, oh, I love Lost. Yeah, I love Lost, but then, but then, then it like turned it. real bad. Yeah. Uh... Oh, I watched man. a movie the other day that reminded me of Lost. Have you watched that film, um, Fantasy Island? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was good, hey? Um, I, that got me on a thing of watching all those Bloomhouse movies. Like, I watched, like, three that night. Bloomhouse, so uh, they're so much more, like, I'm I, so glad they came around, because otherwise I couldn't deal with any more, like, hostel shit. Mm. Like, any more torture porn stuff. It's just... Horror is horror again. It's quite nice. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to the end. Oh. Thank you so much for being here. That's all right. It's been really again? fun. You want to come back again? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed this. Like, is there anything that you want to plug, like whether it's something for Well, me and Paul, if you like what you hear, get to be in a podcast together where we don't get to talk to each other as much as we are a part of a threesome um, called <laughs> Dave's call, Video Groups. <laughs> <laughs> It's everyone ganging up on each other, basically, in yeah, Dave's yeah. video graveyard. But it's very fun, and it's about films. Um, about a certain type of films. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no. The best of the worst and the worst of the best is yeah. apparently, you know, a broad summary of it. But, yeah, that's always a good listen. And also find me at 
on Instagram at KCC underscore illustration and you can see all my Adelaide-based and Australiana nostalgic illustrations. Yeah, really good stuff there. And you've also got a uh, radio show. I do, on 3D Radio called The Drost Effect every Tuesday at 11. Cool. And have you got any music stuff happening? No. No. <laughs> we will do... We'll start a cover band just doing right on time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, some sort of like, do you remember when Macaulay Culkin did the Pizza Underground? Yeah. Just something so stupid like that. Like, that, I would do that. I'm at the point of my, my life now that any any new musical project would have to be so not serious. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And um, yeah, you come back anytime. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, that was a good talk. Thank you so much again, Casey. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram at Living the Past Podcast. You can send us an email saying uh, what you like, what you don't like, or just to say hi at livingthepastpod at gmail.com. You can check out the Spotify playlist for this month and any other month you might want to listen to um, by searching on Spotify for Living in the Past Podcast. There's also a link in the description of the podcast where you downloaded from. You can check out the movies we covered on my letterbox page under PD Lumsden. Again, the link is in the description of the podcast. Music was done by our good friend Andrew Golding, and you can check out more of his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy does our artwork. You can check her at Mild Scribbling on Instagram. And I think that really wraps it up. I will see you next week. Oh, don't forget, check out our mini episode on Monday. We're starting something new up with them. Uh, my good friend and co-host Ben, Jim and Ray, will be joining me. Uh, and I'll see you next week. Well, not physically see you, but I will be talking to you next week about the month of April. And I can't wait for you to join us then. Thanks. Bye.